awaken your visionary and step in to the vortex of unlimited life force potential. This is the Visionary Vortex Podcast and I'm your host, Lauren Renee. And now begins the journey. Hello visionaries and welcome to this juicy episode with myself and today's guest Victoria Redbard. This is a woman that I have been journeying closely with for the last couple of years or so now in supporting her to bring this incredible vision to life that she has of integrating eros, erotic energy, sexual energy into society in a way that supports us to overcome all of our conditioning that we have around sexuality, love, relationships, and come into deeper connection to ourselves and our true essence and be able to share that innocence of connection with others in a way that is really healthy and supports us to address all of the pieces that have come into our modern world that have distorted the way that we connect to this energy that we all have access to. So I started working with Vic at the very beginning of her launching her first round of the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy, her school for sexuality leaders uh, with her own modality around self-pleasure, which is now accredited, which is really exciting. And I went through her program myself and It was such a core part of my journey of really awakening the truth of who I am and finding my passion and my driving force and the way I want to be in the world. And it completely shifted all of my relationships and connections and so many things. And then going on to support her to facilitate this course, I have then seen many others awaken and transform through this work. And so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the concept of sexual revolution. So just to introduce a little bit about Victoria, she is Australia's leading sexuality expert. She's a speaker, author, facilitator, and altogether business badass. And yeah, obviously the founder of the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy, Uh, She's also uh, the driving force behind Enlightenment in the Bedroom events, which are the TEDx of sexuality that's held around Australia. And she's really here to awaken people to the innocent aliveness of their erotic nature. So drop into your body, take a deep breath and allow yourself to receive all of the wisdom and insight of this conversation today, which really is going to support you to have your own sexual revolution within and connect to the practice of self-pleasure in your life at a time where it is so needed and so nourishing and so supportive. So enjoy. (sighs) Okay, here we are in space again with myself and the beautiful Victoria Redbard. And this is one of a number of podcasts that we've journeyed together. We used to co-host the New Paradigm Intimacy podcast, uh, which is amazing. There's some great content on there if you feel to check that out as well. But we are going to bring something through today that's really alive for the visionary vortex, which I feel is an essence that I so see in Victoria. (laughs) She's a huge visionary vortex in what she brings through. So, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. It's such a pleasure to be back in in the space with you. Mm. So we tuned in a little bit before this to what's alive and the words that really came through for me was going into this idea of sexual revolution. It's a big theme that's alive in the collective at the moment around how we really create revolution in the world at a time where so many of our beliefs, our truths are being distorted by people outside of us of all this information that's coming in. And yeah, I know that we both 
know in our hearts and in our experiences how important the work of sexuality really is to support us in our own inner revolution. So we're going to be chatting, yeah, about about this and your journey and the new paradigm of intimacy that's coming through as well. So, yeah, I'd love for you to just kind of share a bit about what what this concept of sexual revolution, what what this really brings up for you when I say that. Yeah, it, it almost like transports me back into um, like a past version of myself. And it's interesting to feel sort of, you know, in a way uh, there's more of a revolution or a movement in my in my vortex in my reality of how much impact I'm having than ever before um yet there's an experience of like less fight you know and 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 when we you were just opening up that conversation like there was this really strong memory that was coming in for me so I've been working with the same mentor around sexuality for I don't even know maybe since 2016 and I remember one of the visits I had out to her property and I was there and I was just like stomping around on the ground out there, just being like, you know, I just don't understand why I can't get this thing to move. I want to make this thing work. You know, I've got to do this, you know? And she was just like coaching me and like bringing me into this relationship to not the place of indifference, but almost the place of um, non-duality inside of the polarity that I was holding it was like I was so polarized in one direction that I couldn't actually hold the capacity of leadership in the in the whole sphere and so I feel like um, my relationship to the revolution is that it, it can't happen until we can hold the understanding of all the values involved in all of it if that makes sense so it's just like you know, any polarity that I'm sitting in, can I hold the opposite polarity at the same time? Because if I can't, then I actually can't lead in it. And it's like anytime you see someone who's being very um, polarized in one direction, it almost feels untrustworthy. And and that was me, you know, that was my relationship to, to sexuality and the way that I thought the world needed to be and change, you know, back then to see something different in the world. And I was relating to that that grace and that softness towards the topic as a, as a weakness at the time. And, and that's, and it's been like my journey through this rebellion, through this movement to really be able to come back to center and see every, every point of view and almost like the more points of views that I can actually hold on an embodied level inside of my body has been what's been able to create that rebellion or that, that impact of such. And there was one quote that I remember um, that this teacher had said to me, and I always repeat it to everyone. I'm sure I would have said it to you, Lauren, and all the times that we've journeyed together. But it's like sometimes you're, you know, it looks the same from the outside, but it's coming from a completely different space within. And I and I, I love that quote. I feel like that just is so rich for me. Every time I'm sort of getting a deeper layer and it almost like it's one of those quotes that every time you read it or listen to it, it just lands in a deeper way inside of your body. And it just, yeah, for me, that's a, a really deep place of the revolution that I feel is, is coming up for, for so many of us is how much can we embody this? Mm, yeah, all of that is so relevant to what's happening in the world today at a bigger level too. It's like we're seeing so much separation of people fighting for this way and fighting for that way. And that's just keeping everyone apart and keeping everyone distant. And so it's really, yeah, such a challenge for so many people to actually come into that center and be able to see all the parts. And yeah, I'd be curious for you to share a bit about, yeah, what what your process has been to come into that and actually have that understanding while still representing your vision of, of what you want to create in the world. Yeah, for sure. Like for me, it's actually the understanding of what is a value, right? So a lot of people I see are like hating on somebody because they think a certain way or think it or feel a certain thing, or they're super angry, aggressive about one particular viewpoint. Um, and what comes up for me is like, what is even is a value? Like any value that I have is actually just a, um, it just tells the story of where I've come from and what I've been exposed to. 
And actually, we don't have a lot to say inside of what happens around that. You know, there's not a lot I can do about what I've been exposed to or what I've not been exposed to. My opinions on things, my, you know, lack of opinion on things. It's really just like, it's a little bit like potluck and what the universe wants to show you. And so when you start to relate to the chaos and the randomness of what people are exposed to before they come to a particular decision, whether that be their relationship to communication, education, like how to communicate something really well, or their relationship to, you know, a certain thing being the right way or the wrong way, you just kind of, you can start to see and feel something that's even deeper than that. And then, you know, and and this sounds like a great concept that everyone can follow, but when you are very invested in the topic, it's a lot harder to see clearly that part. And I feel like there's a a level of humanity, I feel like that I'm relating to when I feel that part of myself as well. It's like, you know, you know, one of the things that I felt has been quite challenging on the journey that you and I have been on with sexuality is having people come into a relationship of compassion with a perpetrator or somebody who has violated somebody or, you know, or has done something wrong to a child or something like that, you know, like things that we are just so clear that this is wrong. And it's like really being able to have the capacity to feel something is really ethically wrong and damaging and hurting somebody and also be able to hold the understanding and compassion of why that person has done that. And it's not even needing to know the why, but it's actually just, feeling the journey that person has come from and how they've got to that point of of showing up in that way in the world and being able to hold those two pieces at the same time I feel like is actually ultimately leadership you know and I feel like a lot of people will think what leadership is is finding the answer to do things the right way and my relationship to leadership and also my relationship to building and being a part of a movement is around holding having the capacity to hold more than one layer of the reality at the same time so that's sort of my process a little bit but I mean on on a on a very philosophical level but on a very tangible level that looks a lot like going into my body and feeling the parts of my body that feel one way you know it's like my my heart can feel for for the victim in a situation and I can also feel the victim of the perpetrator at the same time and then I'm also going into the layer of, of the sensations that can feel like the, the anger and my belly towards the perpetrator and also feel the part of my heart that feels something else at the same time you know it's like it's the layer it's the it's the complexity of being in a human body and being able to break that down and then also be with it all at once I think is like awesome mastery to have in this lifetime especially yeah. at this time of of being alive on the planet <laughs> mm, yeah absolutely and it's like also introducing this concept of like what is sexual energy in this this whole picture as well it's like I know that you know one thing you say is like the more you learn about sexuality the the more you realize you know nothing (laughs) and I suppose it's like yeah this ongoing relationship that you connect with this unknown and feel Mm. what it's telling you and in that, I suppose, where do you find that anchor point of truth for you when you're feeling all of these different perspectives and movements in your body? Where do you find your truth of what you stand for around sexuality or your opinions or what you want to speak about? There's a place that I feel whenever I do do, when I do do, when I do self-pleasure, <laughs> I have this experience of being able to come into like life force. It's almost like all the things, all the opinions, all the mind chatter is 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 kind of descended into the body. And it's just like I'm, my mind is able to kind of be in the awareness of my body. And then once that's broken down, I start to see like all the layers of conditioning. I'm like, oh, I'm really polarized in this particular viewpoint and thinking that this person's wrong or this is wrong or this this situation is not okay. And then I'm just like looking at all the places that that's layered from. And underneath all the conditioning, ideas, beliefs, mind stuff is my life force energy. And when I'm, I'm in the deepest connection to that, my truth doesn't have a lot of opinions. It doesn't have a huge polarity of this is the way or that's the way. My truth is more of a, it's more like breath. You know, it's more like a, a momentary experience of relating to the thing that's here right now and right here. And 
for me, sometimes that is needing to make a stand or speak about something. Um, and if that is like to be, you know, to be a voice for something, then what I'm looking to do is like prepare my body to be in the moment with that experience rather than going, you know, it's like coming onto this interview with you. It's like, I'm not going to go, well, what's all my views on revolution? What are all my thoughts on revolution? It's like, no, I'm going to see what my body feels when you're, when you ask me a question that's specifically around the revolution. And then I'll start to get a sense of what's going on in my body. And I feel like this is a, uh, like, a piece that's really relevant for this sort of time as well is like how much can you trust your body to speak and most of the time we're not in trust of our bodies to speak which is why we try to formulate something like if you've ever sat in a room and you you know you have to speak next or someone's asking a question of like it's it's very tempting to go oh what am I going to say to the group how can I prepare this in my mind so that I can so that it can make sense to everybody out there versus when your turn comes and you actually just take up the space that you need to feel what's really alive here right now and then speak from that place. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's how I locate my truth of becoming a stand for something. It's not like, and it's also just actually being in relationship to the evolution of who I am because I don't feel like what I believe, um, you know, five years ago is going to be relevant in five years' time because everything is changing in the world constantly. So how we relate to that is going to be different. And of course, there are some things that haven't changed yet, but I'm also in the relationship to the more my perspective opens, the more information I might have on why I'm a stand for something and why I'm not a stand for it. Mm. Yeah, I love everything you just shared. And yeah, I really want that to land for all the listeners as well. It's like I hear your commitment to aliveness, which is something, you know, your commitment to Eros following the current and this level of having detachment to identity or these ways that we frame ourselves or frame our worldviews and knowing that we are constantly evolving, we're constantly changing and the way that we actually lean into that and be in that expression and feel what's moving through us and what we have to contribute depends on us being able to tune into the unknown, which is what so many people are afraid of and I suppose when we're coming back to the topic of sexuality as well and the way that we relate, this is like the level of distortion that exists too, is people are trying to predetermine or understand everything rather than just tune into what's really true and what's really present and actually trust in that. Totally. It's like, if you ask me, like, it's so interesting. I was talking to my partner about this the other day. It's like, I could want to have sex with somebody and I could say, okay, I'm, I'm, I can feel my desire to have sex with this person. doesn't mean I'm going to meet up with them and have sex with them, even if they're keen. <laughs> you know, it's like I need to get much closer to that being and be with the moment of time that I'm going to be with them to actually get a real accurate gauge on whether that desire is really there. So it's almost like I can feel a thread of sexual energy, but I needed to kind of pull on that thread to get closer to it, see if it's actually something I want to see through all the way. Mm. yes and I would love to hear how yeah like you know we've been a part of the journey together in building the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy which is the school that you've created and I know that you say this is like a this is an entity that is for everyone for everyone's you know evolution around sexuality and and this new way of being that we're really moving into so yeah I'd love for you to share about your journey of actually creating the content for that and where that's kind of started for you of what you really want to bring through and how you have seen seen it evolve over the years into what it's becoming now yeah I mean yeah like it is ever evolving it's very like the relationship I started to realize with sexuality was like there's all these sort of tantric temple arts that come from very, very ancient times, which I feel like is something that I'm seeing a lot of the students that come through the Institute kind of waking up to. It's it's not even something they've read in the book or something they've experienced in this lifetime. It's like a deeper inner knowing. And I asked all the students last week, actually, like individually on in one-on-one calls, I said, hey, 
why did you say yes to joining the Institute? And they were like, oh, my mind was a no, but my body was waking up to something that was beyond anything that was going on in my mind. And it was this like really strong gravitational pull that I needed to be here. And for me, that is, you know, the temple, the temple arts, the the recognizing of something really ancient. And then, um, and I believe that it's in so many of us that have this kind of like these Magdalene lineages and, you know, other places that they that we feel sort of connection to Egypt or connection to ancient Greece, ancient Rome. There's sort of like temples that were happening all over the planet um, in very very ancient times. It's sort of wake are waking up in people, and that's one way of of like looking at the world. And it's also not some of these temple arts. They they definitely have a place in the world, but what we've got to deal with right now is conversations of trauma, conversations of um, you know, I'm 30 years old now and I'm the last generation to grow up without pornography. You know, it's like pornography is a part of your childhood if you grow up in the, um, you know, past 1991, you know, it's like that's something that's a part of your reality. Um, so then it started to become very obvious to me that it's like we can't just teach something that is a tradition to meet the world's needs of what sexuality development is needed right now. It's like, we need to address the ever-changing culture, you know, like being able to date on apps, being able to watch pornography at the touch of a button instead of having to buy a magazine or, you know, whatever, or a VHS or something, you know, there's so many things that are impacting our relationship to sex and our relationship to how we meet our bodies that was not there for my parents or their grandparents or, you know, for all of the, year, the years beyond me. Um, and so what I started, so what the Institute is for me has been like this um, pairing of the knowledge, the pairing of um, these temple arts and this awakening that is quite deeply in so many people's veins and, and pumping through their bodies and they're naturally working with sexual healing energies and um, providing a space for them to kind of come back into their knowing and what to do with that in this lifetime. Um, and then it's been pairing with like what's actually here in the everyday life of some of a human being. How do we meet that? How do we work with that? And and how do we address the needs of those those pieces? And then finally, I mean, my own process inside of that has been witness like witnessing that come alive in people's bodies. So when I watch people self pleasure, it's like, oh, hang on. This person is, is is journeying something that is quite mystical or quite magical inside of their body. Oh, they've never been taught this. Oh, hang on, this is probably something from, from the ancient temples that's awoken in their body and they're looking for some place to find it. And I find that those people tend to find me. I don't need to go looking for them, which has been amazing. And they end, and then I watch them self-pleasure as part of my research when I was working for the modality and just started to recognise that this is like there's certain things that I don't have to teach because this stuff is just waking up inside of people. And I'm actually not sure you can even teach it, to be honest. I feel like it's so ancient <laughs> and it's just there. It's almost like you can only be reminded of it. You can't teach it. And then um, I feel that there's those, those people that come in and I'm watching stuff like, oh, I'm watching pornography work its way through your body right now. You know, I'm watching um, violence from, you know, your childhood or from your, um, from all the pornography you've watched um, work its way through your sexuality because so much of our sexuality is hijacked by what we're surrounded by you know it's like as a, you know we see like you know 11 year old girls now wearing g-strings and like you know shaking twerking their, their their booties on the internet and it's because we are in this day and age like that this stuff has been they've been exposed to this for so so long that this has now hijacked their understanding of what sexuality is so it's like we're kind of like hybrids of, of, the, of the world that we live in. And so a lot of the work that we do with self-pleasure is like the unraveling of all of these ideas to come back to like the true essence of, of, of what your sexuality really is so that you can be with that in the world. And I believe that when you're in touch with that, that's actually what creates your capacity to build the life you want to live, to create the projects you want to create, to live in relationship with the earth in a way that is like the earth's energy is able to move through you and then you are able to kind of recycle that energy through your body so that you are sustained 
rather than moving from adrenaline or stress or pushing and like kind of climbing a mountain in this life to make something happen because you're disconnected from that that earth energy Mm, and I feel the way you just explained that like completely encompasses why working with sexuality is you know is what creates this idea of revolution from that place because as you mentioned it's like when we have that conditioning and that programming within us it's so unconscious we're not even aware that that shaped what sexuality is to us and I'm sure there's plenty of light bulbs going for the listeners right now being like oh yeah what is what is my sexual energy to me when I strip all of that away all these expectations all these ideas all the things that media has put into my mind or the relationship experiences I've had in the past. And then that energy, that purity creates the transformation in all the other areas of our lives. And that's certainly, you know, what I experienced working with you as well and coming into the modality myself. It's like, oh, now that I've deprogrammed myself in this area, I feel free. I feel like I know who I am. And I know what I genuinely want to create. And I feel what's really unique about your work too is it starts with self-pleasure. Like you said, you know, there's these other trainings and temple arts and pieces like that. And often it's pushing people into connecting with the other too soon. And you're seeing all of these shadow pieces come out. And so, yeah, having this relationship to self is so powerful. And yeah do you feel for the listeners like yeah is there anything you feel to share around perhaps what could be coming up for them around creating a journey of self-pleasure and what what it takes actually because I know even in you know having facilitated the course with you before introducing this concept of self-pleasure can feel like oh is that just masturbation like can I do this Mm -hmm. What is this about? Um, yeah, I'd love for us to just kind of clear that conditioning to create this space for people to really understand why self-pleasure is really important in their life. Mm, love that. Yeah, I mean, when, as you were speaking to that, I was like, yeah, my conditioning, like I said, didn't grow up with pornography on the internet. Like, didn't have internet in my household until I was, I don't know, teenager at some point. Um but a lot of my conditioning in my own sexuality was actually based in how I was showing up in partnership. It's like, I didn't know my sexuality without a man. And so a lot of my learning of what, what my sexual essence is and what my sexuality is, was coming into self-pleasure. And I never really masturbated as a child that I can really remember. And so it wasn't, I didn't have a strong reference point for this is who I am, this is my sexuality of all other things and that when I came into really starting to journey with self-pleasure and like figure it out and work out all these pieces were what come up for me was like this big distinction between what is masturbation and what is self-pleasure and that's kind of been the really the the baseline foundations of the work that we do here at the at the new paradigm intimacy is um you know, masturbation is like, you know, we're going for this goal of pleasure, arousal, orgasm, and we're using kind of like friction-based stimulation on the body to hit something. And then once it's hit, it's like, okay, this is done, it's over. Versus when we're self-pleasuring, what we're doing is creating um, the space to go, all right, I'm going to set aside a time to be with my body. And sometimes that looks like putting a timer on your phone or like, um, you know, putting a cake in a window of opportunity, like an afternoon to just say, I'm going to allow my body to speak to me and I'm going to let go of the idea that I need to be naked or touching my genitals to create self-pleasure and just start to see how my body unravels by itself. And by allowing, um, you know, the sexuality to be present as we're doing that, it's like, it's like you're just going straight to the root of what's there. It's like the, just allowing your sexuality to be present. So let's say if I bring it into my presence in this moment, I might have this experience of being like, whoa, I can't even feel my sexuality. And that is still being with your sexuality because it's like, oh, my sexuality is not available right now. It's numbing out. That's still being with your sexuality. 
And it's like our capacity to be with that numbness or to be with that disconnection is just as powerful and potent as having a massive orgasm because it's just acknowledging wherever your sexuality is in this moment. It's the same as like going for a run. It's like, whoa, I'm super out of breath today. Or some days it's like, wow, look at me. I can climb this, you know, run this whole hill. It's like letting go of the judgment of what it needs to look like or expecting it's going to be the same every time and actually just taking a, a tune into wherever your sexuality is in this moment is the most powerful, potent way to build a relationship with your own sexual energy and come back to that place. Mm. Yes. And yeah, we'd recommend it to everyone. <laughs> if you don't have a self-pleasure practice mm -hmm. and you're listening to this podcast, drop into that. And Victoria has some amazing many resources for that that you can find. Uh, what really came through when you were speaking to that as well was to address how powerful sexual energy really is. Like when the last episode I did on this podcast, we were speaking a bit to plant medicines and how we work with that to understand ourselves. And I really see sexuality sexual energy to be like one of the most powerful medicines or sources of magic that we really have access to and i really want to create the space to speak to that because i find so many people don't actually understand it they see their sexual energy as something that they just use or they give away or whatever it is and you are a sex magic master as well so of course visionary vortex podcast we're going to go into a bit of magic so yeah if you could share a bit about your relationship to understanding the power of sexuality and how on an individual level we can get in touch with that and and have awareness and responsibility with the way that we use it yeah for sure i have this really funny image of what's coming into my head to talk about right now so this is where we're going um <laughs> i just did a self-pleasure um ritual this morning being witnessed by somebody for our group container and you know the place that I dropped into in that experience was um really beyond the mind um and it was like there was just so much stuff it was like I was just feeling so much tingling going on through my hands and through my um and like just through my whole body and and as I was doing that, I just like, I kind of lost, like, you know, I had this whole group of Zoom people watching me. <laughs> it's like 30 people or something. And um, I'm sitting there and I'm just in my experience. And I just had this energy of just like put my hand in the air. And it was a moment where I came back. I was like, oh, this is really odd. You know, um, people are watching me self-pleasure, very commas. And I've just got my hand in the air and I'm just letting all this energy run through my body. And I was just laughing. I was like, this is like, I think this is the, this is the, the relationship that to have to your body to come into that magic place is like, oh, I'm going to let this look exactly however it needs to look without relating to it as if it's self-pleasure. You know, it's like actually trusting that that is the self-pleasure. And I think it takes like some level of like, unraveling and getting into like what your body wants to do without questioning why your body wants to do that to actually be able to move into that that, that space so I would say that's the major thing and and I was um I had sex with my partner the other night and he'd gone out of the room I think to do something um maybe go to the bathroom and he came back and I was lying in bed I just had I was asleep but I had my arm in the air <laughs> he's like what are you doing I was like I'm just letting the energy leave because it was so intense I couldn't sleep I was trying to move it away from my body by letting all the energy come through my arm and through my hand and I was just lying, like I was just laughing about it the next day because I had no memory of doing that but I was just in the full trust of just allowing my body to do whatever it needed to do and you know I can see how that's kind of weird you know but it's also like just being I can just feel the laughter in myself of how comfortable I am with how weird my body is now you know, just like in full trust of the weirdness and the intensity of like that experience. And I feel like this is a place where, um, you know, a lot of people when they're working with sexuality, they're like, well, you know, I'm going to re-traumatize somebody or like they're going to get traumatized. And it's just like, like th that's the drop off, I think, where you stop being in relationship to like, um, if I open up this piece of my sexuality and I get really triggered that I'm going to be re-traumatized is when you actually get to that place where your body is doing something that you don't have to think about. And I think so much of our sexual experiences are blocked by 
how we think we need to show up and what we think is okay and what we think is not okay and how our body is. And actually when we start to move with like, I can be and do anything with my body and my sexuality and and I have the, the ability to breathe and the spaciousness around that, that's when the magic happens. That's when, when you start to go, okay, this is happening, but I trust this is what my body wants. That's how your body gets the embodiment piece that it needs to create the reality that you're trying to create with it. It's, it's not as simple as going, I'm just gonna say the affirmation of, I want this to happen, blah, 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 and have an orgasm. Because if parts of your body are still hijacked by the old conditioning, it can't fully access the, the, the quantum space of the unknown in that way. Whereas when your body can just do whatever it wants to do in any direction that wants to do it, and you can just not even think about it and let it do that, your body will work itself out. You know, they say like your body has all the answers and it's all inside of you because it is. And to, but to come into relationship with that, you need to be able to let go of the mind so much. And that to me is like that, that's the kind of threshold where you start to go, oh, hang on, my sexual energy can do anything and it can create anything that I want it to create. It's when you stop controlling it and thinking that you, your mind gets to decide how that looks. Mm, yes. And I was reflecting also on the new paradigm course journey. It's like you say, people can't just jump into this and start working with sex magic. Yeah. You know, and, and if we're thinking on like a bigger collective scale that we're all in our own energy co-creating to what the collective reality is that we're seeing, this is, you know, what I feel is really alive around why this work is important because it's like, oh, we're unraveling, we're unraveling, we're coming into that deeper truth. And then as mm. we activate that energy in ourselves and use it towards our true highest intention, our true desires that come from that place of purity, then we start to shift as like a bigger organism as well. Fully. And this is actually another way that I kind of work with that revolution piece as well, because it's like, um, and you and I have just journeyed this so much. It's like, where do you fit in the revolution? You know, where do we, any of us fit? And I think that the, the, the best places that I've found to just to source that is when I can move out of the way, when the I, the ego, the identity can move out of the way and then the energy starts to run through me, it becomes really obvious where we're supposed to be. And I, and I feel like this is some, again, the deeper gifts of sexuality is just like the capacity to open the body to let the energy run through. Because anything as well that we think is our arousal or our sexual energy is actually more just our capacity to open up to what's around us, you know? And if we're opening it, our, our, uh, this is actually like, you, I've been tracking this as well for a while, like, you know, We've got, both you and I have been in a lot of temple spaces where like people are having sex around us or like, um, you know, people are being sexual. And for me, I started to notice like what it takes for the people to be, feel comfortable to start having sex in a public space. And a lot of that is actually the, the purity of the organism, the, the space that's around it. If there is a strong connection to the earth and the earth's energy in that container, in that space, people will automatically start having sex because their bodies are opening up to the frequency of the earth. If there's a lot of like um, conditioning or judgments or, um, you know, just what would I say? The energy is like uh, pushy energy or like goal oriented energy to have something like an orgasm or a, um, or a certain type of experience or an expectation that this is a temple, this is for this, this mm -hmm. is what it's look like, the temple won't open. And the temple, for the temple to open, the bodies need to come into a frequency of this can look like anything and this doesn't have to be anything. And that's often when it becomes the most erotic and most wild. So I guess my observation in that is just like, when like you might, and this is actually why people are scared to be around other people in their sexual experience, because our bodies will can start to feel arousal no matter who's having sex around us. And we might not even feel attracted to that person or our brain might be like, why am I feeling sexual right now? You know, it's like, we might freak out about why that's happening, but it's actually just like a very, um, like, it's like, we're actually all just one nervous system and we can't help what actually turns us on or arouses our body. 
And um, but what there is two ways that the body opens, and one is through adrenaline and that push energy of like I'm just going to bypass whatever I'm feeling to feel my arousal, and that's like extreme excitement really. And then there's the other type, which is like the the deep safety of the body opening to that place. And you know anybody who's wanting to do sex magic that's listening to this is like nothing ever gets really created when you're pushing your body from adrenaline. And if it does get come and you do somehow manage to manifest from that place, it's not sustainable. It doesn't last. Like I've never seen anything last sustainably that runs on that energy. Um, what I have seen is that when something is birthed from a very deep organic space, whether that be a connection with a beloved, like a relationship or whether that be a project or, um, you know, whatever it is, it comes, it comes into fruition because it's been opened from that place. Mm. And that's actually what my deepest desires are now is like for me to move out the way, to listen to what the, what the thing is that wants to come through me rather than me going, I want to build this from my mind. And how do I get my body to come into relationship with that? It's like, I'm kind of a bit, I feel like I've a little bit graduated from the mind creating. And now I'm sort of in a deeper place of like, Oh, what is, what is, what wants to move through me? And how can that move through me? And how can, and what wants to move out? When I start to hear that, then I'm like, okay, cool. I've had my marching orders. Thank you. Thank you, universe. <laughs> take, let's take it. You know, and then, and then it's up to me to start to alchemize what's happening in my body to come into relationship with what I feel the universe is, is calling for. Yes. Yeah. And the word that came up when you were sharing that as well was the, the piece around discernment, which was one of the most powerful lessons you gave me you know, coming into relationship with my sexual energy and for anyone else. And, you know, I know you and I both share this of like feeling like we have so much sexual sexual energy that's come through us. And it's like, what do I do with this? And if you're in temple spaces or coming into connection with someone or having a sexual relationship, it's like, oh, I feel like all of this sexual energy just needs to go in this direction or I need to just be having sex all the time. But it's actually taking that that time to go into deep relationship with what that energy is actually calling for. Cause often when we are someone who's really erotically charged or feeling a lot of sexual energy, it doesn't always mean that we're someone who has to have sex all the time. It could mean that we're just really creative or there's a huge vision that wants to move through. Mm-hmm. So if you could share, like, I'm sure there are people that are listening to this that resonate with that. You know, if you're someone that's like, I'm so horny all the time, or I have so much sexual energy how do you meet that place of discernment of being like, okay, where does this actually want to go? Does this actually want to be shared? And and how do I use this? Mm. Uh, something that I have been really aware of is like, you know, for so many young women that I've been working with, there's so many ideas. And it's just like, and I, what I keep seeing is like, it's like when your body is open and vibrating, it's like so much can come through, like desire for so many people and and so many different like ideas to create, you know, and so much art and so much beauty. And sometimes that's a distraction. And sometimes that is um, you know, and what it would and why I call it distraction, it's not that it's not truth. I actually believe all of the ideas are truth and all of the desires are truth. Um, but I believe that there's actually like um this is almost like where the energy is running you rather than you're in relationship with the energy. So it's like that energy is coming through you and you're believing that that's you um, and that you're supposed to, you know, execute all these ideas or sleep with all these people. There's something that I've seen that's like, when you start to come, it's like the discernment is the energy is coming through me and then I'm coming in to listen to the energy. And then I'm also coming out to feel that energy. And it's like, that's when you're kind of your, you know, it's like we call that almost like the God frequency, right? The the genius, like that creative genius that moves through us. And then there's also like our humanity, you know, the humanness and and the and the the parts of us that need to move with certain speeds to be able to bring something through in a in a um, in integrity, you know. Um, so I feel like integrity is the relationship between the creative genius God frequency and the humanity and the, and the humility of, of our humanity. Um, and when they come together, there's a beautiful integral um, execution that I see from people. And 
what that, and I want to be clear, that can look like anything. It's kind of one of them things like it can look exactly the same on the outside, but it's come from a different place on the inside. You know, it could look still look like sleeping with 10 different people in a week or birthing, you know, 10 projects in a month, whatever that is, you know, it's like, it can still look like all those things, but the place that you're relating from is coming from somewhere else. It's not about necessarily slowing down, although a lot of the time it does look like that. It It's just about coming into true alignment about what you can actually sustain. You know, it's like, it's a beautiful idea to have sex with 10 people and feel your desire and move with them people. Can you sustain the humanity and the relating that comes around sleeping with that many people? Mm. Because with more creation and more God frequency comes more responsibility. Um, so yeah, that was sort of, that's sort of my major takeaways. And I think that the way to do that is to, um, is to rest into that frequency and watching it move rather than it's almost like our separation from the ego with it. You know, I see sometimes with, with uh, myself when I was younger and younger women is like a, um, like we believe that that is us. It's like, we're identifying with that. So I know this for myself. It's like, I was like, Whoa, look at all these ideas coming through me. Like I'm a genius, you know? And it's just like moving from that place and then recognizing where my humanity slowed me down. Mm. And I feel like my my discernment and maturity over the years with my own sexual energy has been like, look what I can create when I go deeper with this rather than look how much of it I have. Yeah, that's that's probably Yeah, beautiful. And I was just feeling and reflecting on the journey I've witnessed. You go on with that too, to come into, you know, one of the words we really brought in for the intention of this podcast, which was grace. Mm. of not needing to fire everywhere and again this is this nature of the different approach we can have to revolution it's like do we want to come guns blazing and going boom 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 and not taking care of ourselves mm. versus can we create something that's just as beautiful just as magical just as impactful while taking care of our environment and creating a really nurturing space and yeah this is something for all people that feel that leadership pull to really consider is you don't need to be doing all of these massive things everywhere to create a really big energetic impact as such yeah 100 percent. and i think that when you are listening to that energy that earth energy is coming through you you don't really need to, to decide it's like it just places you you know and it's almost like different seasons as well for different things like i feel like i've went through a phase of feeling like um the earth wanted me to show up with more um, presence to reach an international space. And now I'm starting to feel like a deeper draw to more local community places. And that's probably due to the nature of where the planet's at right now, you know? Um, it's just like the continual listening to that mystery. Mm, yeah. And playing to any preconceived ideas of what I wanted it to look like or what I thought it was gonna look like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and again, having that permission for things to just evolve and for mm. you to be that that transmission transformation to others as well. Totally. Mm. Ah, so, yeah, I'd love to close this off by you sharing what's really alive for you about this vision you have for mm. the way that we weave sexual energy into the world. Um, what's alive right now? It's a continual piece to me around, you know, and you would have heard this a million times, <laughs> but really integrating Eros into society. And um, for me, Eros is the concept of the aliveness, um, all those pieces that we spoke to about what's underneath um, our sexuality, that place of really moving from the body, moving from the life force energy that's inside of us and giving space for that in the world. So, you know, it's really giving the, like, how can the world be moving from a place of trusting in their bodily experiences rather than thinking they need to control everything with the mind? So that's like a sort of a, a micro level, like the body being okay in the world. And, and that looks like really like destigmatizing sex, you know, creating the pathways for people to come into their sexuality um, and let go of all the other things that they think that sex needs to look like to give them the empowerment they want with their life. 
And then on a macro level, I feel like that looks like um, the conversation of sexuality development and the the way that um, sex is perceived on our planet right now, there being way more access to, to what we're talking about here, rather than people thinking that sex is actually just sexy, you know, mm. and it's a, it's a pout or a poking out of the bum or, you know, whatever else we believe sex is um, due to the media consumption that we have. Mm. Yes. And what I was seeing in that is like, this is a way to, go beyond that layer of sexual revolution like people might think of that and see the rebellious version of sexuality which I know you and I both journeyed in in our pieces as well it's like it doesn't have to look like you know going and being naked in public and having Mm -hmm. sex in public and things like that it's like how do we go so deep within ourselves that we don't actually have to rebel Mm -hmm. we just be and represent what that essence is and let it speak for itself. Yep, that's it. Mm. (laughs) (sighs) Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. No problem, thanks for having me. It's been really fun. And yeah, I would love to just give you the space to share what you are creating at the moment and how people can connect with your work as well. For sure. So um, we, this Friday we'll be opening the, you know, the space for people to put in an application to be part of the next round of the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy, which is a sexuality school that goes for one year and teaches you the modality of self-pleasure. And this modality helps you assist other people on their journey of sexuality development. And yeah, this they, if anyone wants a syllabus, they can just go to victoriaredbud.com um, to see what we teach there. And also, you can find me on the in, on Instagram, New Paradigm Intimacy, um, or Victoria Redbud, or there's also New Paradigm Intimacy on TikTok now, and Twitter, and what other social medias are there? <laughs> All the things, Clubhouse, everything. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. I love it. And, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to supporting you and bringing bringing this vision through because yeah I feel that this element is just so core to all of us waking up to our truth and and being able to bring through change on such a unique level that's so grounded and connected so I feel that too thank you again no problem thank you see you soon Thank you for choosing to receive today's episode. The intention of the Visionary Vortex is to amplify messages that support us to come into ways of being where we can thrive and live in more connection. So if you know someone who needs to receive this message today, share this podcast with them, leave us a review, subscribe and connect with us and tell us what landed at visionary underscore vortex on Instagram and keep on listening. I'm so grateful that you're here.